Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. It is Thursday, December 9th, 2021, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing well today. So it's been a very busy day, uh, busy uh, news day. So I was covering the stories. We're going to um, deal with the story I was already planning on dealing with. I had to, I had to change around the uh, topics for today's show a little bit. Um, so many people got the news uh, later today that uh, former Empire actor Jesse Smollett was found guilty on five out of six counts uh, dealing with uh, disorderly conduct. And this stemmed from the uh, January 2019 uh, incident where he, uh, according to the uh, conviction in the trial today, he staged this event and paid two um, Nigerian actors to beat him up. He was convicted on five out of six counts today. We're going to talk about this six counts of disorderly conduct. And, um, you know, many people were suspicious of his story from the beginning. It sounded uh, kind of far-fetched to me. But, you know, I wanted to hear the facts and, and hear them out, things like this. And as, as more information came out, uh, it sounded more and more uh, far-fetched and sounded more and more like a hoax. Um, and as things continue to progress, <laughs> it got even worse. So we're going to talk about that uh, on today's show. Uh, we see he's found guilty on um, six counts of disorderly conduct, uh, one count of telling uh, a police officer he was a hate crime victim. Uh, also, a count of telling an officer he was um, a battery victim victim of uh, battery one count of telling a detective he was a hate crime victim uh one count of telling a detective he was a battery victim one count of telling a uh detective he was a battery victim again and then uh the sixth count of telling a second detective he was a battery victim. He was found not guilty. Okay, Jesse Smollett. So we're going to break this down now. Most legal experts say he probably, probably will not receive any prison time behind this. But this just, you know, when, the, and one of the things that was really, that really inflamed people is that you had, celebrities who came out to support him and i remember lee daniels the executive producer of empire and i'm not a fan of empire by any means it was a horrible show if you understand stereotypes and propaganda and agendas and things like this i was not a fan of empire at all but i don't want anybody to be victimized so uh, Lee Daniels put out a video when it happened in support of Jesse Smollett and how disgusting the attack was, things like this. And then he said that uh, he alleged that the attackers uh, wore a Trump MAGA hat 
and then, you know, brought Trump into it. And I loathe and detest Donald Trump and domestic terrorists, of course. I mean, I warned people on this show month after month after month during the 2016 election that Donald Trump has to be stopped. But at the same time, when you start making stuff up and then you bring Trump into it and things like this, uh, and then they had a noose and some bleach and it was freezing cold outside in Chicago, you know, so, um, you know, just like when white people lie and file false police reports, file false police reports and say, you know, African-American person did this and blah, blah, blah. Come to find out the white person's lying. You know, what I'm saying is there has to be one standard across the board that everybody's held to. Has to be one standard across the board that everybody's held to. Okay. White people shouldn't make stuff up and lie and, and, and file false police reports and, and lie about incidents about us. And we shouldn't do the same thing and lie about them. I mean, if you wanted to stay something, why don't you just have two black men whip your behind and say it was two black guys that did it? I mean, so. So we'll talk about this some on the day show. Um, one of the stories I was going to deal with, we'll deal with on our Sunday show because we have two two hours on Sunday. Uh, the other story that I said I was going to do, that, that I'm going to deal with, this is a follow-up to a story we did back in September, okay? And this deals with critical race theory, and this deals with the uh, Moms for Liberty uh, organization, the Moms for Liberty uh, organization. And... There was a, I, I saw a story. Um, uh, I, I saw a, a few stories dealing with this. Now, back in September, we had this. Uh, we talked about the uh, article from CNN. Tennessee parents uh, say some books make students feel discomfort because they're white. Tennessee parents say some books make students feel discomfort because they're white. And this dealt with the uh, organization Moms for Liberty and uh, uh, the Williamson County School District, the Williamson County School District. And let me pull this article up here. Uh, this is uh, an article from CNN back in uh, sept uh, September 29th, 2021. And some of you all may remember this story, okay? Another crazy story dealing with critical race theory and, you know, people being afraid of Dr. King and books about Dr. King and, and, and all types of things like that. Um, this deals with a woman. Uh, this deals with a woman named uh, Robin Stenman, Robin Stenman, who is the leader of Moms Against uh, Liberty moms, moms for Liberty. And they filed back in June of 2021, they filed a, uh, 11 page complaint based upon the Tennessee, uh, anti-critical race theory, uh, bill that was passed. And they're claiming that some books, uh, that are used in uh, elementary school are violating the critical race theory uh, ban, okay? Now, most of these people can't tell you what critical race theory is, 
we've dealt with that before here on this show. Most of them can't tell you what critical race theory is. There was an article from uh, BET.com and also one from uh, the from Salon.com. But Tennessee education officials reject complaint that MLK book violates state anti-critical race theory law. Okay, that uh, MLK book, Martin Luther King book, violates um, state uh, violates the Tennessee state anti-critical race theory law. There was also an article from um, uh, CNN that we dealt with uh, a few uh, a few months ago. We'll talk about that as well on the other side of the break. So the Tennessee Department of Education declined recently to investigate uh, a right wing mother's uh, a right wing mother's group's complaint that the uh, curriculum in their school district violates a new state law aimed at banning critical race theory in classrooms. The uh, newspaper, the Tennessean reports the newspaper, the Tennessean reports. Now, Robin Stenman, who's chair of uh, Moms for Liberty, Moms for Liberty, which is a crazy right wing uh, mother's group. OK. Um, they allege that they filed an 11 page complaint in June of 2021, and they allege that the uh, wit and wisdom curriculum, the wit and wisdom curriculum used by uh, Williamson County Schools there in Tennessee. They allege that uh, it has a heavily biased agenda on how it teaches about racism in America and the civil rights movement. The group has a problem with books adapted for young learners on subjects like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington, 1963, and the autobiography of Ruby Bridges, who faced a white mob that attempted to bar the then six-year-old African-American girl from integrating an all-white New Orleans elementary school in 1960. So we talked about this back in September, how crazy it was. They filed a uh, 11 page complaint in June, trying to get these books pulled from the schools. The Tennessee uh, Department of Education declined to investigate this nonsense. We're gonna deal with this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome. We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the trauma. Kwanzaa is coming and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African American flag, and a basket. Visit the KwanzaaShop.com, the KwanzaaShop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. 
Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. Thekwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thekwanzashop.com Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV, the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Thursday, December 9th, 2021, and we are live calling numbers 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600. Here's the call-in number if you have a question or comment, 313-778-7600. Okay, so right before the break, uh, we were talking about some of the topics on today's show, and uh, we talked about uh, briefly a lead story here dealing with Jesse Smollett being convicted on five counts of disorderly conduct, the sixth count of disorderly conduct he was found not guilty of. We're going to clip one here in just a second. Uh, Shakita from NBC Nightly News. So cue that up, please. All right. And then uh, so we'll discuss uh, those two stories. And then also uh, today is the birthday of one John Elroy Sanford. John Elroy Sanford, one of the greatest entertainers in the history of the world and the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> John Elroy Sanford is better known professionally as Red Fox. Today is Red Fox's birthday. He was born in uh, December 9th, 1922. And uh, we're going to talk some about uh, Red Fox as well. Now, also December 8th was the birthday of one uh, Clero Wilson Jr., better known professionally as Flip Wilson. December 8th was Flip Wilson's birthday. Also, December 8th was the birth date of one of the greatest entertainers in the history of the world. He was known as Samuel George Davis Jr., better known as Sammy Davis Jr. So we're going to talk about all three in the last segment of this show as well. And we have a special clip from the Flip Wilson show from 1974 with Flip Wilson and Red Fox. All right, now on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct your own behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow the people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or a woman's thoughts, you control the circumference of his or her actions, because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. All right, I want to go to uh, go, go back to the first story here. Let's look quickly here at the 
Uh, we're going to look at the article from New York Times. Then we're going to this clip here from NBC News. And then there's also a good segment on the Black News Channel uh, today as well, dealing with Jesse Smollett. Um, and then then um, there's a good article from the Associated Press explaining the charges against Jesse Smollett as well. All right now. Let's go here to uh, Jesse Smollett found guilty of reporting on fake hate crime. Uh, he was convicted of filing a false police report in 2019, claiming he had been the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. The jury deliberated for more than nine hours. The jury deliberated for more than nine hours and they weren't buying a lot of this stuff. Uh, I, I remember, you know, now, you know, this whole case, let me just back up for a quick minute. This whole case kind of divided the African-American community somewhat as well. Um, I remember you had diehard fans of, of Jesse and uh, the TV show Empire that was believing him. I remember you had African-American women who were behind him and believing him, even though the story was getting more and more bizarre and the police were doing investigations and things like this. I, um, I remember on the TV show, Sister Circle Live, that's been canceled. It was on TV one, Sister Circle Live, where Sean Ali and um, um, Tracy Bra uh, uh, Trina Braxton, and um, you had um, uh, Selena Johnson, singer Selena Johnson, and they had the comedian actor Brandon T. Jackson on the show. We know Brandon T. Jackson's from Detroit, okay? And Brandon T. Jackson was breaking down facts of the case and showing how uh, his, uh, Jesse's story was a hoax. It, it didn't make any sense whatsoever, okay? These guys just happen to know where you are. It's like below zero weather in Chicago, two o'clock in the morning, you're going to the subway. These guys just happen to know where you are. They just happen to have a noose and some bleach with them, okay? And they just happen to catch you. Okay, and they know you, they know they, they recognize you all this. They're all is just, just coincidence. Okay. So he's explaining it to the to the sisters, and they don't want to believe it because they're friends of Jesse and they want to believe him. And it's like, no, sister, this he's lying. Okay. So it kind of called a division as well in the community. But let's look at this here. And we're going to clip one in just a second, Shakita. Um a jury in Chicago found the actor Jesse Smollett guilty on Thursday, December 9th, of falsely reporting to the police that he had been the victim of a racist and homophobic assault in 2019. Now, these are both very serious allegations. Now, to me, this is not something to play with. Okay, these are both very serious allegations. I have a problem when white people lie on us and file false police reports, okay? And I and I have a I have a problem with white people lie and file false police reports on us. And I have a problem when we lie and file false police reports, period, whether it's white, African American, what have you, especially when you're trying to galvanize support from the African American community to rally around you. Okay, I, I have a problem with that. Okay, now he ain't ain't like he's R. Kelly. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like he, I'm not saying he's done the worst thing in the history of the world or something like that, Jesse. OK. I ain't saying he should be in prison for 20 years or what have you. You know, he probably will not get 
prison time, he'll probably get, because he doesn't have a previous criminal record, so he'll probably get community service, things like this. But we have to say, look, you can't do this, especially when you do interviews in the media. He went on Good Morning America, did the interview, which then put even more pressure on the police in Chicago to keep investigating because you're on national TV doing an interview talking about this hate crime and these hom this homophobic attack that happened to you in Chicago. So a jury in Chicago found Jesse Smollett guilty on Thursday of falsely reporting to the police that he had been the victim of a racist and homophobic assault in 2019, an attack that investigators concluded was a hoax directed by the actor himself. With its finding, okay, uh, with its finding after more than nine hours of deliberation, the 12 jury, uh, the 12 person jury indicated it had chosen to believe the accounts of two brothers who testified that Smollett had asked them to mildly injure him as part of a publicity stunt. As part of the, the other thing was people were saying, okay, so pictures of Jesse with a cut over his on his cheek after the beating. And it was like, okay, these two these two big guys beat you up, and that's all you got. That's that's like the only bruises you have. That didn't add up either. Now, Mr. Smollett wearing a dark gray suit and a blue shirt sat upright in his chair, hands clasped, uh, staring directly at the jury. Just after the verdict was read, Daniel K. Webb, the special prosecutor who handled the case, said afterward that uh, Jesse Smollett made matters worse only made matters worse by continuing to stand by his account at trial. Quote, this jury worked so hard. Uh, Daniel K. Webb, a special prosecutor said, and uh, uh, for Mr. Smollett to come up before them and lie for hours and hours and hours, that really compounded his misconduct, end quote. Now the case dated back to the frigid early hours of January 29, 2019. Keep in mind, Donald Trump, was in the White House then, which brought in a whole nother dynamic to this that inflamed a lot of African-Americans. The case dated back to the frigid early hours of January 29, 2019, when Jesse Smollett, known for his role on the Fox music industry drama Empire, told the police that he had been the victim of a hate crime near his apartment building in Chicago. Smollett said one of his attackers even yelled, this is MAGA country. I never even heard. I've heard a whole lot of, I haven't even heard that phrase before. This, this is MAGA. Maybe they do say it, you know, outside of NASCAR races or something like that. But it, I mean, this is the first time I heard that African-Americans said some white people yell, this is MAGA country to them. But I mean, okay, I get maybe, maybe it does it just, I don't know. Now his account captured the attention of a politically polarized nation concerned with rising hate crime reports and the persistent threat of racism, which were like legitimate reports and legitimate concerns that we had and still do, especially after the January 6th, 2021 domestic terrorist insurrection, okay, inst instigated by the traitor in chief, Benedict Donald. But public support for Jesse Smollett quickly evaporated when investigators came to the conclusion three weeks later, that he had staged the attack on himself. We're going to continue this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes.
Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since 1984. Network show we deal with current events of history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Unfortunately, many people confuse what racism is. Racism is a power structure. It was laws and policies that put us in this predicament. It's going to be laws and policies that take us out. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the compass of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. We have it all on 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Super Station, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael. I'm Hotep. It is Thursday, December 9th, 2021, and we are live. Um, we'll, go, we'll go back to the story here dealing with Jesse Smollett being convicted on five out of six counts here in just a second. Want to remind you that uh, you can still register for the online courses I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. On Saturdays, it is it's a 10-week online course that I teach from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Uh, each class, we go through and analyze approximately 10 years, uh, 10 year period of time of history. We start in 1803 with the Louisiana Purchase, and we do it historical events that lead up to the civil war taking place. And we deal with the civil war uh, reconstruction in 1865 to 1877, um, Jim Crow era, World War I, World War II, great migration, civil rights movement, the black power movement. We do the Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 PM Eastern standard time. All the sessions, we do the sessions live, all of them are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime. Uh, the class is regularly $130 is on sale now, $60. We have a uh, special bundle pack where you can register for both classes that I teach on the weekend, register for both of them for uh, $70. OK, so and as soon as you register for this class, you can uh, start watching, uh, even watch last week's class. Then the second one I teach is uh, on Sundays, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. We do this also 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do a thousand years of history. And what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place? We deal with ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt, the Nile Valley region of Africa, Ghana, Songhai, Mali. We deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. Uh, this class is regularly $130 on sale. Now it's on sale $60, but you can register for both of them 
for only $70. So visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, and we'll see you in class uh, this weekend. Okay, let's go back to the story we were talking about at the uh, top of uh, top of the show. Uh, actor Jesse Smollett, who was on the TV show Empire, uh, was found guilty in the Chicago uh, court today uh, on five out of six counts of uh, five out of six counts uh, of um, on the charges. Okay, and these were once again the charges, disorderly conduct charges. If we look here from the Associated Press, once again, the charges were uh, one count of telling uh, telling a police officer he was the victim of a hate crime. Uh, he was found guilty. Uh, one count of telling an officer he was the uh, he was a battery victim, victim of battery. Uh, one count of telling a detective he was uh, a victim of a hate crime. One count of telling a detective he was a victim a victim of battery. Uh, one count of telling again uh, telling a detective again he was a battery victim. And on the sixth count of telling a second detective he was um, an aggravated battery victim, he was found not guilty. All right, so. I want to go back to uh, quickly hear this piece from the New York Times. Uh, Jesse Smollett found guilty of reporting a fake hate crime. And uh, then we're going to go to this uh, clip here from uh, NBC News here in just a second. Now, Chicago officials, uh, let's back up. Okay, so his account captured the attention of a politically polarized nation, a politically polarized nation uh, concerned with uh, rising hate crime, uh, reports and the persistent threat of racism, but uh, public support for Je Jesse Smollett quickly evaporated when investigators came to the conclusion three weeks later that he had staged the attack on himself. Now, Chicago officials uh, upset at the uh, amount of police work that was spent on the case have sued Jesse Smollett to recoup some of the city's costs. Okay. Uh, they spent like $130,000 on the investigation. They were uh, uh, similarly critical in 2019 when the office of the city's top prosecutor, Kim, uh, Kim Fox, who early on had recused herself from the case, citing a potential conflict, quietly dropped the charges in exchange for Jesse Smollett's agreement to forfeit his $10,000 bond and perform community service. The case was later reviewed, well, sorry, the case was later revived by uh, Special Prosecutor Daniel K. Webb, who reviewed that decision by Kimberly Fox and ultimately announced that a grand jury had charged Jesse Smollett with six counts of felony uh, disorderly conduct. Now this is a class four felony, so it's a low level felony, okay? Once again, most likely he won't do any prison time because he doesn't have uh, a criminal record. Now, Jesse Smollett was convicted on uh, five counts on Thursday relating to conversations he had with the police just after the attack. He was acquitted on the sixth count. 
The actor faces up to three years in prison. The judge did not set a sentencing date and released him on bond. His defense team said that he will appeal. They said, we remain confident that we're going to come back and he's going to be vindicated. Okay. Uh, so I want to go to, uh, let's go to clip number one, Shakita. This is from NBC Nightly News. Verdict, as we come on the air in the closely watched Jesse Smollett trial, a Chicago jury tonight finding the former Empire actor guilty on five of six counts related to lying to police about being the victim of a hate-driven attack in 2019. The verdict coming on the second day of deliberations. Rahema Ellis has the breaking news for us. Rahema? Yes, sir. Jesse Smollett stood with his arms crossed and he was stoic as the jury read the verdict. As you point out, he was found guilty of five to six counts, not guilty on a charge of reporting a false aggravated battery to police. But it was nearly three years ago that he was facing six felony counts of reporting a fake anti-gay racist attack on himself and lying to police about it. On the witness stand, he had always insisted on his innocence, saying there was no hopes, but the prosecution had told jurors that he had orchestrated a hate crime, paying two brothers to stage the attack. Smollett now could face up to three years in prison. It's expected his lawyers will appeal, but it's not over with that. The city of Chicago is suing him in civil court for $130,000, the cost of the police investigation. Okay, so that was from uh, NBC Nightly News from Thursday, December 9th, 2021. You can check out that clip at uh, NBC.com. Uh, Jesse Smollett found guilty in hate crime hoax trial. Jesse Smollett found guilty in hate crime hoax trial. We're going to clip two, uh, Shakita from the Black News Channel. Now, uh, I want to go to the second clip here. Um, they talked about this also today. Uh, on the Black News Channel, uh, world uh, was it the World Tonight, and uh, they gave some uh, legal analysis as well. Let's go to clip two, Shakita. The breaking news at this hour is the case of Jesse Jesse Smollett. A jury has reached its verdict in the trial of the former Empire actor. Uh, he was charged with uh, five counts, or six counts, actually, uh, involving staging an anti-gay racist attack on himself nearly three years ago and then lying to police about it. Uh, the jury finds actor Jesse Smollett guilty on five counts of staging this hoax uh, and lying to police. I'll read you the, the counts real quickly. Count one, which he was found guilty of, accuses him of telling responding Chicago police officer Mohammed Beg that he was the victim of a hate crime claiming two attackers put a noose around his neck. Count two, which he was found guilty of, refers to Smollett telling the same officer he was a victim of a battery, describing attackers beating and then pouring bleach on him. Uh, count three, counts three and four are when Smollett made the same claims, but to a different officer, Kimberly Murray, later that morning uh, at just about 6 a.m. And then count five accuses Smollett of again telling Murray uh, that he was the victim of a battery. And count six, which he was found not guilty of, uh, refers to Smollett reporting on February 14, 2019, to Detective Robert Graves that he'd been a victim of an aggravated battery. Uh, got some great uh, people here to talk about this and give us some legal insight, as well as uh, social justice and what it means to the community at large. Uh, joining me is BNC Chief Legal Correspondent uh, Laura McNeil, 
and uh, legal analyst uh, Xavier Pope. Laura, I want to begin with you right now because as you look at the history of this case, you go back to Kim uh, Fox. What role did she play in this case? And if she perhaps had done the right thing and not be not be enamored with the celebrity of Justice Smollett, we might not be here today. You know, absolutely. This verdict hurts Kim Fox's career because what it does is it corroborates what the special prosecutor Webb said. He said that she uh, did not uphold her duty, her her oath to serve the people of Chicago, not to serve Jesse Smollett. And the fact that she tossed the charges out, she was accused of keeping in communication with family members, specifically Joel, Jesse Smollett's sister, and they said she was too close to the case, too close personally to the family, and that that clouded her judgment. And the fact that after she tossed out these charges, you have a special prosecutor not only come in and re charge Jesse Smollett, but to get a guilty verdict on five out of the six counts. And so this also, on a bigger picture, speaks volumes about the importance of addressing prosecutorial misconduct. Anytime we see, as, as we saw with the prosecutor as well, in the Ahmaud Arbery killing with the, the Greg and Travis McMichael and, and Roddy Bryant initially, again, they weren't charged for weeks. They were allowed to go home. Okay, we're coming up here on the break. Uh, we'll get seeing this on the other side of the break. Now, some people want to mention Emmett Till. Now, it's interesting you mentioned that because we dealt with the 16-page Department of Justice memo that came out on December uh, 6th, okay, about closing the investigation in Emmett Till. I read the entire 16-page memo. We dealt with that here on this show for about an hour and a half and took you through step-by-step. Step. So if you miss our December 7th show, go back and watch it because I went through step-by-step step the report and showed why they could not bring charges against anybody 66 years after the uh, the trial that took place in 1955 and the statute of limitations for perjury is between five to seven years. So statute of limitations on the trial ran out about, what, 59 58 years ago, but go back and watch that show. You listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Kwanzaa is coming, and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African American flag, and a basket. Visit thekwanzashop.com, thekwanzashop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. Kwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thekwanzashop.com Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, 
our way. Black TV, the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our story, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. Okay, right before the break, we were talking about the um, uh, story dealing with Jesse Smollett being found guilty on uh, five counts of disorderly conduct. Let's go back to this clip here from uh, the Black News Channel. Um, after they gunned down an unarmed Ahmaud Arbery. And so this is no different. Kim Fox is just as guilty. And what I mean by that is she has a duty to represent the people. And what this verdict says today is she failed the people of Chicago and she failed the office of the prosecutorial uh there in Chicago. So very disappointed that uh, she didn't make the right choice because we could have had this taken care of a lot sooner. Yeah, and uh, uh, joining us uh, uh, as long as Xavier and Laura, we have Derek uh, Lewis, our BNC correspondent, who's on the ground there outside of the courthouse uh, there in Chicago. And Derek, what are you hearing right now, now that the verdict is known, uh, what's going on with uh, Justice Smollett? And, and have any people talked to you at all about the outcome of this trial? Yeah, we'll um, is still inside this federal courthouse here behind me. Uh, we have not seen uh, much uh, action uh, since he was since he walked inside the courthouse uh, before that verdict uh, was read. Um, again, five counts of uh, five guilty counts um, and one not guilty charge um, in, in terms of disorderly conduct. Now we know that this entire time, Justice Smollett has been maintaining his innocence, saying that uh, this actually happened and that he was not lying and that. Uh, he was telling the police the truth every time uh, he talked to an officer about what happened um, and even follow-up questions when police actually went to him later on weeks after this attack allegedly happened um, he kept to his he stayed with this story uh, but we do know that the jurors then uh, did not believe that after deliberating and discussing this case for a total of nine hours over the past two days they have come back with guilty verdicts five out of six counts now, i want to show you uh, just set the scene here of what's happening here behind me. Uh, Melvin, if you can show us what's happening here, this is the federal courthouse where things are right now. And it is just very quiet here. Um, not much action. What happened? Okay. Uh, right now, there is an SUV that is parked in front of the steps of the courthouse. Other than that, all the reporters, all the uh, cameramen and women, they are not uh, present as they were earlier today. Throughout the day, a lot of people waiting and anticipating what would happen, what would be the verdict here after the jury had been deliberate, uh, deliberating for such a while on this case. Many people did not think that the, the uh, deliberations would take as long as it did. 
but again, it did take nine hours for them to come to this decision. Um, right now, we have to wait some time before um, a sentence is decided on what will happen in terms of uh, Justice Mollett's future. Uh, but again, right now, guilty on five counts of disorderly conduct. Kelly? Eric, thank you for your reporting there outside of the uh, Cook County District Court uh, House. All right, pause, so pause, when you pause, pause right there, Shakita. Pause right there. Okay, thank you. Now, it's, it was suspected in all of this, it was suspected that the motivating factor behind all this, and I remember when this story broke back in January 2019, it was suspected that Jesse Smollett staged this hoax to try to gain sympathy to increase the salary he was getting from the TV show Empire. Okay, so we saw how that worked out. They removed him from the show. Um, read this article here from the Associated Press Explainer. What charges did Jesse Smollett face at trial? What charges did Jesse Smollett face at trial? It goes through and breaks down the charges also. Okay, uh, it, it, okay this is what we're going to do. We're running out of time. Let's go to the Red Fox clip from the Flip Wilson show. Uh, the day is Red Fox's birthday. This story here dealing with the crazy uh, moms in t- Tennessee. We'll deal with that. We'll, we'll, um, uh, after the show, uh, let's go to uh, the clip from the Flip Wilson show, 1974. Red Fox on the Flip Wilson show. Happy birthday, Red Fox. It's my pleasure. Welcome back to the Flip Wilson show. The wealthiest black junk man in America, Mr. Red And a lot of you never saw me go in prison, uh, maybe just some television, but you're going to love me. First of all, Vincent Reese Sinatra's college. A slight autobiography of me. I was born in uh, uh, December of 1922. I might look older, but it was 1922. I some of you might look better than I do. Okay, I'll do it if you look in the face. Your heart know how long it's been pumping. <laughs> and one morning your heart wake up and say, I ain't going to work today. <laughs> we were cool in St. Louis, that's my hometown. We were P O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O we were poor in 
went to school for a while, and then I sit. This is my autobiography, yeah. All right. Uh, we're out of time here on Nancy Neal Superstation WFDF. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching. Uh, we're going to keep broadcasting for a few more minutes. We're going to finish that clip and deal quickly with this update and this story dealing with the right-wing moms, Moms for Liberty, that were trying to get books banned, dealing with Dr. King and Ruby Bridges and uh, the Tennessee um, Tennessee education officials rejected their complaint. Thank God. I mean, some crazy stuff going on in the South, but thank God they had enough sense to do that. Uh, be sure to visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can register for the classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. And we have the bundle pack. You can register for both classes for only $70. Email me at show at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization. Uh, remember, at the African History Network, oh, I'll be on Roland Martin Unfiltered on Friday. We'll talk about it uh uh, on Sunday, we're on 9 p.m., 11 p.m. on Sundays. Right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We'll count it forever. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. We're going to go to this clip here. with uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit this story quickly here with the uh, Tennessee Education or Department. Okay. We'll deal with this. And this is a crazy story here. Now, we talked about, if you, if you remember back in um, September, uh, we talked about this story. Tennessee parents... Uh, Tennessee parents say some books make students feel discomfort. Tennessee parents say some books make students feel discomfort uh, because they're white. Okay, because they're white. And we talked about uh, Robin St uh, Stinman, this woman here. And I wish I can close this ad here. Okay. We talked about Robin Stinman. Uh, Tennessee parents say some books make students feel discomfort because they're white. They say a new law backs them up. Now, this was uh, an article from CNN from September 29, 2021. And what they did back in June was they filed an 11 page report uh, based upon the uh, new law that was passed in Tennessee. That's an anti-critical race theory law. Uh, in May of 2021, Governor Bill Lee signed HB 580, HB 580, a law aimed at banning so-called critical race theory from schools. Educators argue that critical race theory is not taught or included in the K through 12 curriculum and is usually an uh, elective class in college or law school. Section 51, part six of the Tennessee law. If we can scroll down to this here. Uh, section, let me see, where's the CNN article? Okay, section uh, 51, part six of the Tennessee law makes lessons, uh, makes lessons, lesson plans illegal if students feel discomfort, guilt, or anguish. If students feel discomfort, guilt, or anguish, this is based upon the law that was, this is what the state of Tennessee, based upon the law that was signed in, in the law in May of 2021 by Governor Bill Lee, Republican, of course, of Tennessee. Now, Robin Stenman, who's the chair of the right wing 
organization Moms for Liberty, uh, Robin Stenman says Williamson County curriculum makes students feel bad about their race, meaning the law should be invalidated. The law should be invalidated. The Tennessee Department of Education declined a request for comment from CNN on the complaint. Now, this is back in this was back in uh, this article from September. Okay, so what happened was back in June, they filed a uh, complaint. Okay, now there's there's an article from BET. This one here that gives an update on this story, on what happened. So Tennessee Education Department rejects right-wing moms group complaint under state's anti-critical race theory law. They wanted books about Martin Luther King Jr. and Ruby Bridges banned. They wanted books about Martin Luther King Jr. and Ruby Bridges banned. Now this article here from BET is uh, from December 1st, 2021. They cite the article in the Tennessean, the uh, publication, the, ten the, uh, the Tennessee newspaper, the Tennessean. I tried to access that article, but I need a subscription. I got to pay $29 uh, a month for a subscription to the Tennessean. And I already paid Washington Post, New York Times, National Geographic, and some other outlets for a subscription so I can access their articles. So uh, I don't think I'm going to pay that subscription to the Tennessean, but the Tennessee Department of Education declined recently to investigate a right-wing mother's group's complaint that the curriculum in their school district violates a new state law aimed at banning critical race theory in classrooms, the Tennessean reports. The Tennessean reports. Robin Stenman, chair of Moms for Liberty, Williamson County chapter, filed the 11-page complaint in June of 2021. It alleges that wit and wisdom, that wit and wisdom literacy curriculum used by Williamson County has a quote-unquote heavily biased agenda a quote-unquote heavily biased agenda on how it teaches about racism in America and the civil rights movement. Now, the group has, pro has a problem with books adapted for young learners on subjects like Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington and the autobiography of Ruby Bridges, Ruby Bridges, the autobiography of Ruby Bridges, who faced a white mob that attempted to bar the then six-year-old from integrating an all-white New Orleans elementary school in 1960. And it was, a, it was a book for children about Ruby Bridges that they're trying to ban that Ruby Bridges wrote herself. Now, in a November 23rd, 2021 letter, the department responded Quote, please note that in declining to investigate these claims, the department has not made a determination regarding the merits of these allegations. We encourage you to work with the Williamson County School District to resolve the issues 
and concerns related to your complaint and ensure compliance with state law and ensure compliance with state law. Now, critical race theory is an academic framework to analyze systemic racism that is not typically taught in elementary school, is not taught in K through 12 in the first place. It's a legal analysis taught in law schools, graduate schools, okay? It's taught at the college level some, but basically graduate schools and especially law school. It's not taught in K through 12. Developed in the 1970s and 1980s by the former Harvard uh, law professor, Derek Bell, Critical race theory examines how racism is embedded in institutions to protect white dominance, according to the New York Times. It challenges the idea that racism exists only at the individual level. Rather, racism is systemic across the nation's education, criminal justice, and other systems. Racism is a system of advantage and privilege distributed based upon race, which comes out of the, which comes out of the ideology of European white supremacy. Republicans across the nation are using fear of critical race theory as a political weapon to stir the, their voting base, according to the Associated Press, because they don't have any policies to really benefit people. So they're going to just run on fear and, you know, critical race theory, banning books, you know, the big lie, things like this, because they don't have any policies that are really beneficial to, any, to, to the majority of Americans. Tennessee's GOP lawmakers introduced a ban on on schools from uh instructing students that one race is responsible for the past actions against another race uh against another race privilege or that the united states is fundamentally racist usa today reported similar efforts were made in other states including texas and idaho so read this piece here from uh, bt.com tennessee education department rejects right-wing mom's complaint under state's anti-critical race theory law so it's good that they rejected this idiotic complaint. It's good that Tennessee rejected this idiotic complaint. Okay. And when you go through and, and, and look at, and we'll talk about this some more on our Sunday show, because we have two hours on our Sunday show. So I already basically have the topics lined up for the Sunday show. It's going to be a jam packed two hours. If you go through and look at, the books they were trying to ban. There was four books that they were uh, focused on. Stenman doesn't like a lot of the curriculum at uh, Robin Stenman, this, this woman here, holding up Ruby Bridges book. You, these people are, these people are going after Ruby Bridges, Dr. King and Toni Morrison. They don't have any policies that are beneficial to people, generally speaking. They're, they're trying to ban Dr. King, Ruby Bridges, Toni Morrison books. False claims of critical race theory. But if we look at this here. Now, book banning books is just like a step before burning books. Just so people understand. But. We look at this. Uh, St Robin Stemmen doesn't like a lot of the curriculum at Williamson County Schools, but four books in the second grade lessons uh, in the second grade lesson plans are the target of her, of her campaign. Four books in the second grade lesson plans are the target of her campaign. OK, now 
three uh three of the books about uh, about the civil rights movement are problematic for the way they're taught she says one is a children's book about the march on washington written for young readers oh yeah the, yeah they're teaching about domestic terrorists trying to overthrow the government they want equality oh run yeah we got to ban that oh it's dr king and john lewis these black radicals they want fairness how dare you we got we can't teach little children about that <laughs> it's oh oh they want they want like equality for everybody oh we can't teach kids about that <laughs> so <laughs> this is the dumbest ass thing i've seen in my life but okay let me pull this up here okay so so Ru Ru ruby bridges was was being blocked from entering the school by white supremacists so you don't want school children to learn about what how white people were attacking this african-american girl because it, it may make the white children feel feel bad it may make the white children feel bad you don't want them to find out what white people were doing to the six-year-old girl and trying to keep her from just going to school to get education because it may make white children feel bad hmm so three of the books about the civil rights movement are problematic for the way they're taught she says now she doesn't uh robin stinman for all the research i've done on her she doesn't have like degrees in education or she's not a paraprofessional she has no degrees in education anything like that she i haven't seen any i don't think she's ever taught in school i don't even think she's ever been a lunch lady okay so just just so people understand she i haven't read anything that says she has experienced writing curriculums or anything but three of the books about the civil rights movement are problematic for the way they're taught she says one is a children's book about the march on washington written for young readers Two books tell the story of Ruby Bridges, a six-year-old who integrated an elementary school in New Orleans in 1960. The book Ruby Bridges Goes to School, written for elementary students by Ruby Bridges herself, is fine for kids, Robin Stenman says, she has to admit. But she says teachers should not be allowed to lead discussions on the pictures in the book. One of which is the famous Norman Rockwell painting of Ruby Bridges. The U and the U.S. Marshals had uh, and the U.S. Marshals who had to protect Ruby Bridges from angry white segregationists and the ugly slur hurled at her by adults. Quote, there's no need to emphasize it, she says, of the slur. Just, you know, if they want to read this book has a famous painting fine and then just move on <laughs> so you're afraid that white children's feelings are going to be hurt <laughs> it's like wait a second hold on <laughs> so see see republicans don't have any policies that they can run under the beneficial like to america so they're going to run on critical race theory they're against defund the police okay then they're not gonna run on criminal justice reform they're not gonna run on none of that they're gonna run on banning they're gonna run on banning books the big lie critical race theory 
that's that's going to be that platform. So, okay, so read the rest of this here. This is uh, this was the article uh, from 2019. It was from uh, from um, September 2021. We talked about, and it, and it dealt with them filing the uh, complaint with the uh, Tennessee Department of Education. Luckily, the Tennessee Department of Education had enough sense to decline to investigate this nonsense they were talking about. Now, also, there was a, a now this article from BET was from December 1st, 2021. There was also one from uh, Salon.com that I read as well. Uh, and this is from November 30th, 2021. This article from Salon.com is called Right Wing Moms Group right-wing moms group wants to use Tennessee's, let me pull this up, wants to use Tennessee's critical race theory law to ban MLK Jr. book. This is from salon.com. And I want to, um, let me see, we still have that one up. I want to look at the complaint they had against um, the book dealing with Dr. King and the March on Washington. Because one of the complaints they have is like the the racism that they were fighting against. Uh, where is that here? Can I find that? Uh, okay, so they had a problem with the, the the students are sitting there listening to this and they're hearing this. Oh, this other part here. So there, there was a book dealing with discrimination that Mexicans faced also. They ain't like that one either. Okay, and then uh, Norman Walkwell. All right. The, the debate over. Okay, so this 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 book right here dealt with um, discrimination that Mexicans uh, uh, faced, and separate is never equal. Separate is never equal. A picture book about a landmark legal case that integrated the Southern California schools in the 1940s. Uh, the book should be banned, Robin Stenman says, because it features contemporaneous quotes uttered by white segregationists in court. It features contemporaneous quotes uttered by white segregationists in court. Uh, they they refer to the students are sitting there listening to this. And all they're hearing is Mexicans are dirty, inferior, and scholastic ability. Sounds like Donald Trump, but anyway. Um, they they have skin problems and lice, and it just goes on and on about it, okay? I'm not sure if it says they bring drugs into the country and have disease. And some of them may be fine people, but I'm not sure if it says that. It sounds a lot like Donald Trump. Uh, Robin Stimmons said, as she flipped through the pages, Quote, and I submit that's what they're going to take from that book because they're just not ready, end quote. So she's a school psychologist all of a sudden and everything, and uh, educational expert and uh, expert on reading children's minds. 
Um, this idea that second graders can't handle history, that hearing about it could in fact make them racist or hate their own race is central to the Moms for Liberty complaint against the Williamson County Public Schools. Now, um, the author of the book, Separate is Never Equal, is uh, Duncan uh, Tonatia. Uh, and he's an award-winning author of the book. Here's a picture of him, okay? And there's a, a, uh, a couple pages from his book. He said, he told CNN, the villain here is racism and segregation. And he said this while flipping through pages of his book, Separate is Never Equal. He said, at the end of the book, what I wanted to show is the Mexican-American children and the white children being in school together and playing together and interacting with each other. Now, he has won a number of awards for writing engaging stories for, young, for, for a young audience. He said, he said he's read uh, the book to many elementary school students, and the response has been nothing like what Robin Stenman fears. He said, when I share the story with kids, I don't see kids saying, oh, this makes me feel shame. He said, they say, that's not right. That's not fair. That's not how people should treat people. That's the reaction that I get. Okay, so read the rest of this article here. Tennessee parents say some books make students feel discomfort because they're white. They say a new law backs them up. So they want to remove the books and the books they want to remove basically deal with like African-American history, civil rights movement, mistreatment of Mexicans. And it's like they want to remove that because they're afraid about hurting white feeling, white children's feelings. All right. And then the article from Salon.com was. Um, let me see. Take down that ad now, this is from november 30th 2021 from salon.com this is a big article on uh uh this this uh story here as well right-wing moms group wants to use tennessee's critical race theory law to ban mlk jr book moms for liberty claim that teaching the history of civil rights has traumatized white children Moms for Liberty claim that teaching the history of civil rights has traumatized white children. How do you think our children feel? I mean, <laughs> uh, you see, these are the culture wars that Republicans are pushing because they don't have policies that are beneficial for people. So they're going to push these culture wars to take back control of the House of Representatives, try to take back control of the Senate. They don't have good policies to run on. And then go back to this article here, critical race theory battle invades school boards with help from conservative groups. And this is a 16 page uh, expose by NBC News that goes through and breaks all this stuff down. It deals with the dark money behind financing this movement and how they're training these people to organize uh, these parent groups and how they're uh, training them to go take over school boards, run for school board office.
things like this so they can control local school boards, etc. Okay. This goes through and breaks all this stuff down. This is from uh, June 15, 2021. Uh, Critical race theory battle invades school boards with help from conservative groups. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I'm going to go back to the clip from the Flip Wilson show uh, dealing with Red Fox. We know today is Red Fox's birthday. You're watching the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. And African-American business owners, email us at AHN show at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month. Juneteenth and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube soul in motion celebrating our history our culture our future soul in motion theater african dance and drumming since 1984. okay all right so john elroy sanford uh better known to the world as Red Fox. Now, he passed away October 11th, 1991. I, I remember when he passed away because I was in college. I was at school uh, at the time and got the news that he had passed away. Um, his website, the uh, his official website is redfox.com, redfox.com. And they have a bio there also at his website. Now, this picture here is from the uh, National R&B Music Society, Inc. And we post information from them dealing with uh, celebrity birthdays. And they have a brief write-up on him also from uh, the National R&B Music Society, Inc. as well. If we go to this here. Um... So he was born John Elroy Sanford. He was a uh, stand-up comedian and actor. He gained success with his nightclub acts, known as the king of the party records. He performed on more than 50 records in his lifetime. He portrayed Fred G. Sanford on the uh, television show Sanford and Son and starred in the Red Fox show and the Royal Family as well, Royal Family and the Red Fox show on ABC. His film projects included um, All the Fine young cannibals in 1960 cotton comes to harlem in 1970 norman is that you 1976 and harlem nights 1989 uh he would have been 99 years old today now also uh december 8th was the birthday of one flip wilson flip wilson fantastic entertainer and he was the host of the 
Flip Wilson's show. Okay, Flip Wilson was born uh, December 8th, uh, 1933. December 8th, 1933. He passed away November 25th, uh, 1998. Okay, Flip Wilson. And I want to go to uh, this clip here from uh, the Flip Wilson show. Now, Flip Wilson was, and let me pull this up here just a second. All right. Now, uh, Flip Wilson was a comedian and actor best known for his television appearances during the late 1960s and 1970s. From 1970 to 1974, Flip Wilson hosted his own weekly variety series, The Flip Wilson Show, and introduced viewers to his recurring uh, character, Geraldine. I remember Geraldine. What you see is what you get. <laughs> Geraldine, I'm not for, now I'm not, I'm not an advocate of men dressing up as one of Geraldine was funny as hell. I'm serious. Geraldine. <laughs> this is one episode where Geraldine <laughs> is 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 talking to Muhammad Ali. Okay. And Geraldine was <laughs> Geraldine was hilarious. <laughs> and Geraldine, her boyfriend's name was Killer. What you see is what you get. Okay. Uh the series earned uh Flip Wilson a Golden Globe and two Emmy Awards. And at one point was the second highest rated show on network television. Flip Wilson was the first African-American to host a successful variety TV show. The first African-American to host a successful variety TV show. In January 1972, Time magazine featured Flip Wilson's image on its cover and named him TV's first black superstar. So rest in peace to Flip Wilson. He was born December 8th. 1933 and then also december 8th 1925 uh december the 8th was also the birth date of sammy davis jr okay sammy davis jr as well and we'll pull that uh picture up also we posted this on our facebook fan page the african history network and my youtube channel uh michael m hotep i m h o t e p um, so I remember when Sammy Davis Jr. passed away as well. And I remember they had the, the, uh, Bill Cosby wore the SD button on the Cosby show when he was like really sick. Sammy Davis Jr. was really sick. And Sammy Davis Jr. was on, uh, an episode of the, uh, Cosby show, uh, as Mr. Palomino. He played a man who, um, uh, was illiterate and had a granddaughter that was going to have a, a child. Uh, let's flip over to this here on, I posted this on Facebook and we'll go to the National R&B Music Society's Facebook page also. Okay, so um, remembering uh, Samuel George Davis Jr., Samuel George Davis Jr., uh, on the day of his birth, singer, musician, dancer, actor, he was born December 8th, 1955, Sammy Davis Jr., and let's change this uh let's change this caption here all right so he was a singer dancer actor um he did it all
a musician, dancer, actor, vaudevillian, and comedian. He was noted for his impressions of actors, musicians, and other celebrities. At the age of three, at the age of three, Samuel George Davis Jr. began his career in vaudeville and his father, Sammy Davis Sr., and the Will Maston Trio, which toured nationally. After military service, Sammy Davis Jr. returned to the trio. Uh, Davis became an overnight sensation following a nightclub performance at Ciro's after the 1951 uh, Academy Awards. Now, with the uh, trio, he began a recording. Uh, he became a recording artist. With the trio, he uh, uh, in 1954, he lost his left eye in a car accident, and several years later, he converted to Judaism, finding commonalities between the oppression experienced by African-Americans and Jewish communities. Okay, so rest in peace also, Sammy Davis Jr., born December 8th, 1929, uh, December 8th, 1925. He passed away May 16th, 1990. All right, so I want to go uh, back to this clip here from the Flip Wilson show from 1974. And this is uh, Red Fox, John Elroy Sanford, on the Flip Wilson show from February 28th, 1974. Let's go back to this clip. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the Flip Show the wealthiest black junk man in America, Mr. Red Fox. for your applause and a lot of you never saw me before in prison uh, maybe just from television but you're gonna love me first of all uh, it's a brief synopsis college uh, a, a slight autobiography of me i was born and uh as in december of 1922 i might look older but it was 1922 i don't some of you might look better than i do I don't care how good you look in the face, your heart know how long it's been pumping. <laughs> and one morning your heart wake up and say, I ain't going to work today. <laughs> that's it. We were poor in St. Louis, that's my hometown. We were P-O-O-O, O-O-O, O-O-O-O-O-R. In So pretty, how you doing? My people, I love black women. 
You see me with the white woman, I'm holding her for the police. I went to school for a while and then I split. This is my autobiography still. And I got old enough to get married. And my first wife, uh, I had a 1942 Buick and her. <laughs> and I left both of them to come to California. Didn't hurt too bad because neither one of them was working. I married again. This time, I really fell in love. And then my wife started putting on weight. From 110 to 312. 312 pounds at this very moment. Waiting for me to come home so I can get sick. 312. She thinks I love her because when she gets in the bed, I roll toward her. I'd like to give people who are not married a little advice. If you decide to, to marry, get an ugly woman. Then when she leaves you, you'll be happy. <laughs> I like ugly women anyway, because they don't ask for too much, because they know they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. My wife now, she's not a beautiful woman, because she's not supposed to look at a woman like that, but I have friends. I wanted to know how she looked. Ray Charles went by my house to see my wife. <laughs> and he said she was ugly in braille. <laughs> That's enough about my wife. We'll get on another subject. Some truths. Not uh, anything that would be abstract to any religion or race of people. Because I'm something. But I want to say this about what you said about black people. I want to clear it up tonight and forever. White friends, black people do not all look alike. <laughs> it is you that all look alike. <laughs> I'm going to prove it. I make a statement, I'll prove it for you. Now, white friends, look all around the room. All the whites look at each other. <laughs> See there? All of y'all are just white. Now look at us. All different colors. Black walnut. Burnt almond. Chocolate. Chocolate mocha. Peacock. Vanilla. Yellow. Mellow. Light. Bright. And damn near white. think black people talk bad, but you fail to realize that Southern whites taught Africans English. <laughs> Africans didn't know nothing about this year and uh-huh and yonder and go on and get it and uh -huh. <laughs> and cobbler. They didn't know nothing about that. 
Southern white Sodom. Hey, boy, get that there yonder. Uh-huh. <laughs> get that trunk there, boy, and chunk it over here. Get it there. Yeah. Chunk it over here. Africans say, Uma Guma. <laughs> Which means, chunk that trunk yourself. I'll tell you how unsafe the streets in America are today. I want to mention that because it's very important. Do you realize, I guess you don't, because it wasn't in the paper. <laughs> a Negro tried to stick me up last night. A Negro gonna stick up a black man. Now, wasn't that dumb? A Negro gonna rob Zorro. He jumped out the alley, didn't have a gun, a pipe, or a brick. All he knew was karate. Jumped out there and said, stick up. I got a black belt. I say, we're going to need it to lower you in the ground. You something that we've, we've never done before with you on the show. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take some questions from the audience. Uh, there are quite a few things about you that people would like to know. Is it? Certainly, certainly. So uh, we're just going to just stay loose and uh, let them fire away. I'd like to ask Red Fox if uh, Lamont will get married during the filming of Sanford and Son. Not if I can have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to ask this to Red Fox. Is it true that you have a Christmas tree in your living room? Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Christmas every day, if you want to believe it. Why do I have friends just once a year? That's right. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. Right on. Yes, sir. A uh, question for both of you. Will either one of you be a candidate for office in 76? If we do, we're going to kick the office. <laughs> uh, office, you mean political? Yes. I have no idea about going anywhere in 76. Well, I myself have never aligned myself with any political party, and politics is a completely different bag. It's politicians who start wars. I'm in the love business. Mr. Wilson, um, who gave you your first big break, and is Clearo your real name? Uh, Clero is my real name, and I think that was probably my first big break, because I had to try to live that down. <laughs> yes, sir. This is for both. Uh, do you have any hobbies? Do you collect anything? Yeah, yeah, chicks. <laughs> yes, sir. Flip, what's your favorite monologue? My favorite monologue is the one that I'm going to do on my first special next year. <laughs> I'm working on it. Best is yet to come. I'd like to ask Mr. Red Fox about a, a record that I have that he made about jackasses, and I'd like to know if it would be a... I'd like to know what year it was made and if it's the a collector's item. Oh, 1956. 1956? Yes, yes. So it's a collector's item, practically. Yes, it is. I'd say well, that's no. great. I got it at a swap meet. Yeah, it's hard to find. 
job tonight. Okay. Uh, yes, sir, take your shot. question for Red. Is Red your real name, or what is your real name? It's my legal name. <laughs> my real name is John Elroy Sanford, what I was born with. My brother's name was Fred Glenn Sanford, and I play Fred Sanford on television. Two boys in the family, and that's where he's at. <laughs> Is it true that you're Cliff Wilson's hmm? father? And my father? <laughs> no, I have to say that Red has always been a mother to me. That's from the Flip Wilson show. <laughs> uh, February 28th, 1974. All right. So, um, and, and as I said before, so he had a brother. His brother's name was Fred G. Sanford, Fred Glenn Sanford. So he played Fred G. Sanford on Sanford and Son. His birth name was John Elroy Sanford, better known as Red Fox. Visit. Uh, it his uh the official red fox website um redfox.com official website of red fox r-e-d-d-f-o-x-x.com and they have a bio there pictures licensing photos all types of information here at um redfox.com okay photos everything all right, so check that out. Okay, look, we have to get out of here. Uh, be sure to visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. If you like the type of uh, historical information we share, you can register for the online courses I teach on Saturdays and Sundays from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. It's a 10-week online course. Each class, we go through and analyze approximately a 10-year period of time, sometimes more than uh, 10 years. And I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips, all of that. Uh, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it anytime. We do the Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Class is regularly $130. It's on sale right now, $50. But you can register. We have a special bundle pack for a little while longer. You can uh, register for both online courses that I teach from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. I teach that on Sundays. You can register for both classes right now for only $70. As soon as you register, you can watch the previous classes and you can join us in class this weekend. Okay. So that's at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. I'll also post the... Um, link here uh for the bundle pack as well and you can even use this information with your children um i would say the information is pg-13 and we have uh book references articles i do a powerpoint presentation so it's very engaging we have video clips so it's a lot of references and articles you can go read on your own and book references etc you don't have to buy any of these books to follow along in class but if you want to build a library or share this information with your children uh, this will help you. Okay. And then, uh, if you'd like to stop your information also, you 
You can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. We're here six days a week. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, etc. This is our, uh, when you go to our Cash App account, dollar sign the AHN show, S H O W, it'll say Michael and show my picture there. These, the rest of these are fake African History Network Cash App accounts. And then we have the information on our website as well. Um, and then if you want to advertise with the African History Network, uh, email us at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com. African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Uh, and we'll let you know. You can email us. We'll let you know how you can advertise with us. Our current promotion is buy one month, get two months free. Buy one month, get two months free. And uh, your ad will re-air on the rebroadcast of our shows and then also in the audio podcast of our shows as well. I'm on 10 different podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, CastBox, FM Player, TuneIn, um, et cetera. Okay, we have to get out of here. Remember, the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Kwanzaa is coming and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit the KwanzaaShop.com, the KwanzaaShop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. Thekwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thekwanzashop.com Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Kwanzaa is coming, and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit thekwanzashop.com, thekwanzashop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. 
Visit thequanzashop.com and place your order today. Thequanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thequanzashop.com. Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since 1984. Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome. We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the trauma. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365 and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701. 